As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. Mm, oh, God, you have great questions. Again, who in the hell writes these questions? I know you do, but my God, these are great. Um, wow. Uh, I thought this was going to be an easy question. Usually you get the last question. It's like, just take it home. Um, that is a really good question. So... One of the things I've noticed over the years is that a lot of digital marketing education is either boring, uh, inaccurate, uh, or pointless. And, and a lot of it, a lot of it is just plain self-promotion, you know, by my course. And, and what I realized talking to people is that no one wants to sit for a hundred hours and watch video. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tiny Giants, the creator economy show that's about career over celebrity. I am your host, T. Adeola, your favorite former 400-pounder getting you fit on everything creator economy. And you just heard a taste, a touch, a smidge from today's guest, Matt Bailey. Matt teaches people how to turn marketing data into action. He shows how to find the story in the data and effectively communicate that story through persuasion, influence, and presentation skills. Since 2002, Matt has taught at hundreds of companies, conferences, and workshops. He is one of the highest rated speakers for his ability to communicate complex information in a practical, humorous way. He's the author of Internet Marketing, An Hour a Day, Wired to be Wild, and Teach New Dogs Old Tricks. With nearly 20 years in the online marketing industry, Matt boasts years of experience and an impressive consulting roster, including IBM, Google, Microsoft, Hilton International, Gerber Life, Experian, Disney, ESPN, Travel Weekly, American Greetings, Toys R Us, and the Direct Marketing Association. So without further ado, my conversation with my friend and fellow MPN colleague, Matt Bailey. Matt, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, T. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Yes, it's always a good time when we link up. We have some wonderful, wonderful conversations, and I'm really excited for it. So you have had a very successful career. You've consulted for some of the biggest corporations in the world and done trainings, and you have some very eclectic group of clients. I remember hearing one of your podcast episodes where you were over in the um, UAE talking to a gentleman whose father was the distributor for Hello Kitty um, yes. toys. And so that was quite the story. I like that. It was like, okay, you don't really think about Hello Kitty taking you all over the world, but hey, it's, it's global. It's all over the place, but nobody starts at the top where you are, right? So take us back <laughs> deep 
tell us that story. Take us on that journey, because the whole premise of this show is that you get big by going small. Absolutely. Don't try to boil the ocean. Don't try to be all things to all people. Pick a niche or niche if you're fancy and then (laughs) pick that double down there. And that's what's going to elevate you and take you places. So walk us through how you landed on your niche, because in theory, you could have done anything right. You could have been a pastry chef, a pastor, a podiatrist. You could have literally done anything, but you landed where you landed. So walk us through your professional journey and how you picked your niche. Well, knowing you and your audience, I'm going to go back a little further than I usually do. And, you know, and I got to steal a line from LeBron. I am just a kid from Canton, Ohio. Right. I I don't, I look back on all this and I I am blessed. That's all I got to say. And I'll I'll talk about some of the things that that got me there. But man, I, I just... I remember that every day. It keeps me in mind. It keeps me humble uh, that I am just a kid from suburban Ohio, USA, and how all this happened just blows my mind. But I can remember the day uh, I was, man, I want to say I was probably 13, 14 years old. My dad brought home a Commodore 64. He had uh, just started his own business, and he wanted a computer to do mail merge and do mailings. And so he brought home this Commodore 64. And of course, you know, immediately, I don't know why, I'm just drawn to it. I want to know more about this thing. I learned a little bit of programming. There was only one other kid in school at this point. This is in the, this is in the mid-80s. So we worked through the, a couple of things. We went to Radio Shack and got a modem. Instead of just giving each other one of these big floppy disks of games, we decided we were going to send it through the modem, and it took two and a half days to do it. Whoa! And- <laughs> wow! <laughs> and, and my family's wondering why is no, you know, no, nobody picked up the phone. Nobody. It just somehow we got away with it. It was great. Um, and, and from there, having that access. So this is the mid '80s, and I'm getting on bulletin boards. And I'm seeing people from all over the world posting in these forums and these bulletin boards about anything. You know, my interest at that time was music. And I'm learning all kinds of stuff about what's going on in the music scene in Europe and the new wave and all that kind of stuff. It just it opened my eyes to like this this bigger world that's out there and actually talking to people around the world and learning from them that was it that 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 started me on course and then from there i i did a military service and while i was there uh, I was full-time as a, a unit, basically managed the unit personnel clerk type stuff uh, while I was also a medic. And But what that did is, again, I was in ARPANET. And so I was using the email, the military, the internet before the browsers came out. And we actually did the transition from the old green screen into browser-based email, internet, everything. And so again, it was just more of this is just amazing stuff. So when it came time to start building websites, it was just a natural thing. 
And so I was in real estate at the time. I actually had a journalism degree, but all that taught me is that I didn't want to do journalism. And <laughs> But I put it to practice into what I learned in laying out newspapers. That's what I did in building websites and web pages. Headline, subheading, bullet points. You put a picture in there and you caption the picture. And journalism taught me how to naturally use keywords. And right that, I learned how to get rankings. And it wasn't until someone said something about my website's ranking for real estate in Ohio. And I'm starting to put two and two together. This is how it happens. And man, that, that, I guess that's kind of the beginning of how it all started. And, but it, it, it started with my parents being supportive and, you know, actually bringing a piece of technology into the house. Nice. I like it. And that is quite the journey. Some storied history, folks. That, that Commodore 64, that, that's going way <laughs> back. And then, like you said, using that to transition from one phase to the next. I like it. So, one of the benefits of being a giant is that you have that high 30,000 foot view, right? You can see for miles on in over the horizon and you have a perspective that someone just coming into the space doesn't necessarily have or have an appreciation for. So given that the fact that, you know, on your professional journey, you've elevated to that penthouse corner office level where you're <laughs> 10, 20 stories up, you know what I mean? Are there any giant non-obvious traps that you will call out. And I'll go first. Mm. For example, as we both know, in, in digital marketing, there are unethical players yeah. who essentially try to game the system and do a bunch of things that aren't above board. And when I first got started, not quite as early, but not too far after you, when I first got started, I graduated high school in 2002. I just went to Google and typed in how to make money online. Yep. And yep. to say that I was green doesn't quite say it. I, I was damn near Namekian. I was so green for all my <laughs> Dragon Ball Z fans, right? And so I got introduced to, um, frankly, a bunch of bad information that I had no way of identifying as such, not because I was unintelligent or because I had bad morals, but because I was new. Yep. And I I had no orientation. I had no sense of direction. And I just was in a position where I simply had to accept what was put in front of me. And unfortunately, I got bad information, but that was part of my learnings. But that's one of the things that I tell people, like I literally wrote a book, my second book about how Google is not a substitute for post-secondary education in the world we now inhabit of fake news and misinformation. Like, And I'm not knocking or, or dissing Google. I'm just saying it's it's not as foolproof as people would like to think. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. And you can most absolutely get bad information yeah. on Google. So that's the sort of gotcha and the sort of thing that I try to counsel people against, or especially young people just getting into the space. It's like, listen, don't, it, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> right. So um, again, that was sort of a long lead up, but given your perspective, your, you know, your, your, your vantage point, are there any giant non-obvious traps that you will call out to someone coming into the space? Or even if you could talk to your younger self? Well, you know, I think a lot of it you discovered, there's no get rich quick scheme. Uh, anyone trying to sell you that is selling you a bunch of nothing. I mean, the one thing I was fortunate to have in, in different areas was mentors. 
And so when I was selling real estate, the broker there really took me under his wing. He taught me sales. He taught me how to deal with people. He taught me negotiation. And I didn't always ask for the lessons. I was just tagging along and trying to learn what I could. What was interesting is all those lessons really came in later when I started my agency. And so surrounding yourself with people that you're going to learn from is the best way to shield yourself from making bad decisions uh, or, or following you know, the wrong crowd with bad information. Because if you've surrounded yourself with people, you know, this podcast is a great sort of mentorship because you're learning from people that have been there, that have made the mistakes. But find those people in your life that you create this network of mentors that you can always talk to, ask their advice. You know, one of the things I try to do is when people contact me, especially through LinkedIn, I get questions all the time. I make it a point to answer because I don't want someone to walk away with bad advice or, you know, people took the time to give me answers. So I'm going to do the same. I love that. Yes. Mentorship is is 100 percent worth its weight in gold and be open to the lessons, like be open to the lesson in everything, right? Like you said, you didn't necessarily have an agenda when you tagged along and that mentor took you under his wing, but you soaked it up, right? You, You soaked it all up. So that's really, really good. Another advantage of being a giant is that you get to shape the landscape, right? You get to reshape the landscape, knock down trees, move mountains, and sort of make things the way you want them to be. So how are you using your position and your purview to reshape the landscape? Wow. Well, I'm doing it in education because, you know, as you, you know, you went and searched for education when you wanted to get online. And one of the things I've noticed over the years is that a lot of digital marketing education is either boring, uh, inaccurate, uh, or pointless. And a lot of it, a lot of it is just plain self-promotion. And, you know, it's, you know, by my course. And what I realized talking to people is that no one wants to sit for 100 hours and watch video. That is you don't learn from that. So one of the ways I'm, I'm reshaping is, you know, I went back and got a degree in education because I wanted to learn how can I more effectively teach people. Part of it is I, I, I'm good at communicating, but the other part of it is I have to learn not to communicate. And that was the hardest thing to learn in education is that people don't want a lecturer. They want a coach. They want to go do it. And then they want the coach to come alongside and said, you know what? That was great. But here's a couple of things I want you to do next time. And that is the part of education. We all remember those teachers that saw something in us. And it wasn't just that they lectured all day. That doesn't inspire us. It's when they do something, they see something us and they encourage. And so that's what I'm I'm reshaping is I want to reshape the education, especially in digital media, digital marketing, digital communication. I want to create courses where people do things and they get coached, not just sitting and listening to lectures. Um, we, we've got so much of that and it's so useless because people want to know, you know, I can I can listen to two hours of how to do keyword research and still not know how to do it. But the only way I'm going to know for sure I've got it handled is to do it and then have someone look at it, review it and say, yes, that's what I'm looking for. That is. And then what I'm looking for at that point is now you did the keyword research. What does it look like? Is this something you can turn into a manager? Is this something you could have a stakeholder look at? 
and, and you'd be proud to show it to them. So now it's not only learning how to do it, it's now how do we function inside of an organization when you've done the research? How do you present it? How do you present it to get buy-in? How do you present it to show that not only do I understand it, but I'm recommending things that we can do. And so it's those soft skills, those human skills of how to sell. Here's what I just did. And here's what I think we should do and have that confidence to do it. Strong. That is real strong. Nobody wants to be lectured at what we want is a coach. And that is so true. So we're going to take a short break. And then when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation with tiny giant Matt Bailey. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. And we're back. So, Matt, I want to switch gears and get a parental perspective from you because, um, as you know, I have small ones. I have children. My oldest is 13. I have a nine-year-old and I also have a six-year-old. (laughs) <laughs> All three of them at different points have expressed interest in being a creator. It's more specifically YouTubers. And my oldest son, my 13 year old, he wants to be a gamer because he can he'd stay on Fortnite all day if you let him. <laughs> and so, you know, sort of the two stats, the two foundational stats that this podcast is founded on is a study by Lego and Harris Poll, which found that three times as many kids wanted to be YouTubers than astronauts. And then follow that up from a global, this is worldwide, a global study from Adobe, which found that 49%, almost full 50% of Gen Z intend to pursue content creation as a career. And while there's certainly a lot of opportunity out there, there's also this little thing called the law of large numbers, Mm -hmm. right? So the, the, the bigger something is, the more people want to be creators, the bigger the sea of noise is, and it's going to be that much more difficult to penetrate and more people are going to fall by the wayside, Yeah, which is why niching down, picking a niche or in our parlance, becoming a tiny giant is so paramount because niching down is the answer to oversaturation. Yep. So given that you know perspective and that landscape, and, and you have children as well, they're a little older, but you're a parent as well. How would you counsel someone like me who, who you know, who's a parent and my little people want to get into the creator economy, but I, I have to make sure that they have the tools and are equipped with what they need to be successful. Yeah. So yeah, I've been in your situation and yes, my, my, I have four daughters and uh, they're all a little older. My youngest is 13. So I'll kind of, I just kind of walk you through each one of them has been very, very different. Uh, the oldest one has showed an interest in photography. She has got the eye. I very quickly, I, I told her, I'll, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If I don't think you've got it, I'm not going to support it. And we're going <laughs> to, we're going to push you in another area, you know, but um very early, she started putting photography on stock photography sites because one of the things I wanted to teach her was don't put it all on Instagram because you're going to limit yourself to one channel. And as a photographer, here's the beauty. There are so many things available to you. 
And the beauty of online is multiple income streams. That's the lesson. So yeah, kids want to be YouTubers. Great. Fantastic. That's one thing. And you've got to diversify just like any stock portfolio, any financial manager will tell you, you've got to diversify. So first and foremost, build something that's yours. Website, something that tells people who you are, what you do, and something that allows you to build that audience on your terms, on your platform. Something a great example of this uh, during lockdown, you know, everyone started to do yoga and workouts at home. And uh, there's a channel called Yoga by Adrian, which exploded overnight. But the thing is, she's got millions of followers on her YouTube channel, but she moves them to her app and she has a membership app. She makes more money off the membership app than she makes on YouTube. It's hers. And that audience that goes to the app that downloads it and registers, that's her audience. So she's got a revenue stream with YouTube. She's got a revenue stream with the app. She's got a revenue stream with personalized products that she sells. So that was the first lesson that I taught my daughter is let's find all the stock photo sites and then let's start producing things. The second lesson we learned that as a photographer is you like taking pictures of these things. However, those things don't always sell. We have to find pictures of what people want (laughs) and that's what they'll buy. And so learning that you may have this passion, I may love, she loves taking pictures of bees. We, We have a couple of beehives. We've had bees for years, but not everyone likes bees. Some people see pictures of bees and they get physically upset. <laughs> so let's find pictures of flowers. Let's find, let's find what people want. And even though your passion may be here, if you want to make money, you got to figure out what people want. So those were the two lessons that we learned with her. It's enabled her now. She She's doing more photojournalism. Uh, she's basically hit all the major parks in California last summer. Uh, and and just created some amazing stuff. Now, the next one, she is a, uh, she's 19 years old and she is a blacksmith uh, and she is apprenticing now as a bladesmith. And she's been doing stuff on Instagram because that's easy. My goal this next year is to take her stuff and start moving it to YouTube. But we have the website. We've got e-commerce on the website. She's built a strong local following of people that are following her. She's starting to build a national following with her bladesmithing. Again, it's multiple income streams. You can't rely on just one channel and hope that that's going to provide it because someone like Elon might come along and buy YouTube thinking he's going to do something awesome. <laughs> and what's going to happen then? So you've always got to remember these these platforms are owned by you know billionaires and multinational corporations, and they can do whatever they want. So having those multiple income streams can protect you. Dig it. I dig it. That was sage advice. So nothing left to do but roll out the red carpet. Matt, this has been amazing. Please tell everyone where they can find you online. Give us all your socials. Tell us about any giant projects you got coming out. The floor is yours. <laughs> Thanks a lot, T. It is always fun hanging out with you and uh, look forward to it again soon. Uh, you can find me on my website, SightLogic, S-I-T-E-L-O-G-I-C, SightLogic.com. There you'll find I've got a podcast as well. T's been on a couple of times. Uh, but what I'm working on right now is that training and education side. You can find that at Learn 
www.sitelogic.com. Or I also have classes listed on the main site. You can find them from there. I've got free classes, local SEO and major changes within the algorithm over the past few years. Those are free, uh, but then also paid classes in analytics, full spectrum digital marketing. Uh, we'll be adding more and more classes here uh, a- a over the next year. So that's the project I've been working on. And thank you, T. I really appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. Always good linking up with you and treat yourself, folks, like this is high quality stuff. (laughs) You really will be better for it because I have definitely it it would be an understatement to say I have benefited from Matt's knowledge over the years because I certainly have. So, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, T. It has been an absolute pleasure. Tiny Giants is an audio companion to and the first chapter of my first book. Beyond Buzzwords, social media, mobile, and other marketing buzzwords ain't the half of it. Available on Amazon. If you enjoyed this podcast, chances are good you'll like the book too. I'm proud to say that while the book has aged, it's not dated. Sure, some examples could be freshened up, but strategically, it's as rock solid as the day it was written. Not every author can say that. I encourage you to pick it up and leave me a rating and review. It really helps. I have like one rating on that book from my mom because she loves me. And I'm positive that you'll love it too. Head on over to tinygiants.tech for more episodes and whatever else I have going on. While you're there, leave me a voicemail with your question, comment, or feedback for improvement. I may play that voice recording on a future episode as I answer your question or address your concern. If you, your company, or school needs help with college, career, and creator readiness strategy, or to book me to speak, drop me a line at t at tinygiants.tech. If you or someone you know is doing big things in small or not so small niches, or as we like to call them, tiny giants, and they will make a great guest for the show, email me at t at tinygiants.tech. Thanks for listening, and remember, You get big by going small, but to prioritize career over celebrity. But no matter what you choose, know that I'm rooting for you. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Danielle Wiley hosts a great podcast called The Art of Sway. Danielle, tell us what you talk about on the show. The Art of Sway brings listeners inside the world of marketing as seen through the lens of influence. So each week I chat with an expert guest for a lively discussion about connecting ideas with audiences in an attempt to uncover all the ways influence impacts how and what we discover, purchase, and recommend to each other. Wow. And where can people subscribe? Go to theartofswaypodcast.com. Find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Art of Sway wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.